This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. Man, I have a lot of expectations about how this episode might go. Tell me. Tell and me maybe what... you have expectations I about do. how you live your life and every person listening might have expectations of how they live their life. And let's talk about grieving unmet expectations. Wait, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What are your expectations about how this episode's going to go? <laughs> that I'm going to cough during it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little sick today. I have, dude, okay, I feel like sinuses, kid in daycare, everything so like you might hear a little ben will edit out these coughs but my expectations <laughs> is that i might cough a little bit during this <laughs> and uh i am hoping people will give me understanding and empathy but let's talk about unmet expectations expectations and you know what i think that expectations are present in so many areas of our lives mm -hmm. they're present in our relationships and they're present internally with ourselves and let's talk about i think it's also very interesting to think about like the, the developmental part of this which is the, very interesting to see since i have a toddler yeah. and my toddler's entire life is currently unmet expectations because she has a lot of ways she wants shit to go which we never know right like right. She was unhappy that I walked in the room at the same time as her father. And then she's like, Daddy, go away. Mommy, shoo, shoo. Right? She has very specific things of how she wants this to go. So even in, like, very early childhood... Something printing randomly? No, What was going on? So even in very, very, very early childhood, we have expectations. And maybe they don't mean a lot, but, like, you see it, like, in meltdowns with toddlers uniquely well i i i wonder too you know with toddlers or, or you know developmentally there's a lot of 
unmet expectations because of like magical thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of expectations of like, if I do this with my Barbie, like this will happen. Yeah. So the thing that was the big meltdown this morning as I was getting ready to come here was that I put dry shampoo in my hair. Everyone listening knows. Mm-hmm. Um, you you all know the deal. Dry right? So I'm putting dry shampoo in my hair. And she was like, put that in my hair. And I was like, yeah, sure. We haven't washed our hair in a little bit. I'll put some <sighs> in your hair. And then she really, really wanted my husband to put it in his hair, yeah. which he did not. And he just pretended to. And holy shit, the meltdown that occurred because my husband would not put dry shampoo in his hair. That's fair. I mean, maybe if you – this is such a weird thing to say, and I'm really sorry I'm going off topic, but if you live with, like, a man and they don't wash their hair for a few days, their hair stinks. Smelly. Smelly. I remember that with, like, my brother growing up. Yes. And now my husband, his hair is very straight, so yes. he like likes to give it some days until he washes it. And I'm like, you gotta wash, or just put some dry shampoo in your hair. More men should use dry shampoo. There, maybe they some, probably do. Or someone should brand dry shampoo towards men because I think it's bullshit. This right. the fucking gendered branding is uh, so insane, right? But it probably I think would it would work. help them use it. it. Yeah, right. it would probably work um, <laughs> because that's what branding does. Right. Okay. The thing about unmet expectations is that they can really fucking suck us like dry like they can really crush our souls right and i think you know okay so i feel like we got to hone in and on like one specific like if we if we're in a relationship Mm -hmm. right and we have an expectation of our partner and we talk a lot about this with unconscious and conscious contracts that when we have an unconscious contract and we go into a relationship we believe okay i'm going to go into this relationship or i'm going to get married and this is what's going to happen because we're getting married Mm -hmm. right it's something that we don't necessarily talk about but we we bring in all of these expectations into the marriage based on our past experiences based on what was modeled for us and we bring that into the relationship and then Our partner is also bringing their expectations into the relationship too, which might be very different, right? And these are things that typically we don't really talk about before we get into a partnership. Okay, I have a funny story. Tell me. Okay, I would have a story. This is to go into, right, it goes back to the episode we did about jealousy and envy. Yeah, good. Um, In college, one of my roommates had a boyfriend that, I don't know if he was just like rich as shit or what, but... (laughs) <laughs> he was always taking her out to do like very nice stuff like they're going to dinners he like one year bought her like this huge fucking panda like big like bear not a real one but i mean like like all this stuff right like, and i, I like always... he bought her a fucking panda yeah that, that think about the wealth you would have to have to purchase a panda bear i that don't know would be the but best gift okay, i was very jealous because i thought that it represented love Turns out he was fucking cheating on her. But at the time, I was, like, taking it out on my partner and being like, oh, we should do this or we should do that because I was so influenced by that and I thought that it represented it and I thought that it made their relationship more legit and her prettier and, like, and all the things you, like, yeah. tell yourself of, like, what it represents, right? Like, which actually represents nothing. Right. Um, it, but it in my head... cover-up. Cover-up. Oh, but in my head, I thought that, like, I, I had such expectations that of what my relationship should look like they were like always unmet my husband had like no money like, right. he had, like no money <laughs> And I think so. So we, as most people don't. As sometimes you don't even realize what your expectations are until you're reacting to them, mm. right? Like, were you even aware that no. that was an expectation? You I was just had? jealous. Yeah, of course. Who doesn't want a panda? 
<laughs> it might have not even been a panda movie. It was just anywhere. I don't know. Can but the story, this story is funny with a panda, so we're going with that one. Yeah. Right. But so, then, so you react to them, but sometimes you don't even realize what those expectations are until you're having a reaction yeah. to it. Well, and I think the most common one we hear with couples is the expectation that my partner will know what I want and need. Okay. This is so meta, but I, I knew that that's what you were going to say. Well, we spend too much time together. We do. I really do. <laughs> I told Emily I would do literally anything she for She did her tell today. me that today. I said I wanted to buy couches instead of the chairs. She said, yeah, for you, anything. And love. Y- you should know I am very cheap. Yes, you sh- what you should know about Jen is she I will am, not spend I money like on anything. I like to save money. And so if I am saying let's buy a couch, it means I would literally yes, that's do so anything. True. But so then there's an expectation. Does my partner supposed to do anything for me at all times? Is my partner supposed to know what I'm thinking? Is my partner supposed to know what I need? Is my partner and if I, especially when I see other people's, and I think especially in your like your 20s when you're comparing your relationship. Oh my god! Because everyone is so like passionately in a relationship at that point. Well, you know? fakely. I mean, according to social media. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the thing is that uh, – and I think we have this idea, right? We So we talk about how do we develop these expectations. Yeah. And part of the reason we develop these expectations is we have this false sense of what a connected, healthy relationship should look like, right? And mm-hmm. so one of those ideas is, oh, it's someone who's buying something or like doting on their partner yeah. all the time, right? You complete me. I am not a person without you. (laughs) (laughs) These are actually just lines of unhealthy. Very unhealthy boundaries in relationships. And so, but a lot of us go into a partnership with those expectations. And if those aren't met, then we hold our partner to an unrealistic expectation. And what happens when we do that is it then breeds resentment, right? So unrealistic expectations that we hold in a partnership can very easily breed resentment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so the the line or the question is, what's a realistic expectation as opposed to what's an unrealistic expectation? Yeah. Right? And so if you're having a conversation with your partner, if you have laid it out on the table to say, these are my expectations, I have this expectation that you won't cheat on me or you, right? That's yeah. a pretty realistic expectation to have Reasonable, in a relationship. yes, yeah, uh-huh. Um, and so it is okay to set that. It's okay to talk about that. Uh, but if your expectation is that every time I come home, um, dinner is going to be on the table. And my slippers are at the door waiting for me with right. a heated towel to right. wipe my asshole. And that, and that that isn't met. What was that last thing you said? <laughs> a heated towel to wipe my asshole is what I said. Because <laughs> who doesn't want that when they get home from work? <laughs> You're the only person who's going to laugh at that lie. Sorry, I just had to reiterate what was happening. Like, why, why in that scenario with somebody? Yeah, I don't know. Just like, keep just it moving. Keep yeah. it, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I had to just pause. Um, then... <laughs> Then if those are your expectations, most likely they're not going to be met in your relationship. Yeah. So the question is, are your expectations in your relationship, are they realistic or not? Are they things that you've communicated? Are they things that you are even aware of? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's an important thing to ask yourself in your relationship. Well, and I think it goes so much. We keep talking and sort of like touching almost on comparison, right? I have an expectation that when so-and-so had their baby, her mom was there all the time. So I thought my mom would be there all the time, right? Like, that's one you hear a lot. Like, I had an expectation that um, once we had kids, my husband stopped playing video games. I had an expectation. And once again, that is the unconscious conscious contracts. But there was, like, other reasonable ones in life that, like, really suck, right? Like, um, 
David Burns, who wrote the Feeling Good Handbook, he always says that frustration is when expectation does not meet reality, right? So we had an expectation because the train said that it's going to arrive at 9.02, that it's going to arrive at 9.02. And when it doesn't, when it arrives at 9.05, that equals frustration. But what do we do with frustration? Why is it that we have unmet expectations? There is such a grieving process. Well, I, I think, too, that we believe that if we have, in certain situations, we believe that if we have expectations, that it somehow will change the future or you will have some sort of control over the future. And that's where the magical thinking that you do as a toddler, as a child, when it transitions into adulthood, it doesn't work in the ways that we would want it to, right? Like, wouldn't it be great, though, if you did have expectations and it changed the future? Okay, so, yeah, I mean, that would be magical. What, Like, of course, that would be phenomenal. But I think so often our brains go there, right, of, like, I expect – okay, so – and I think it plays out, like, in – with people a lot of the time, right? So if you – if you throw like a huge birthday for your friend, mm-hmm. right, and then your expectation is that your friend is going to do the same thing for you. Ooh. Or they're so excited that you threw this huge birthday for them, yes. but actually they're totally overwhelmed right. and shut down when the surprise comes. Right. And so you're working so hard on this birthday with the expectation of they're going to be so happy. They're going to be so excited. When in the end, even though you have that expectation, you have no control over what their reaction is going to be, mm-hmm. right? So that is a time in which we expect, we, we believe that our expectations are going to affect the future yeah. somehow. Things that are actually just out of our control, which can very easily lead to disappointment. Yeah. Which is like sometimes a really good reason to set the bar low. I love setting the bar low. Right. You Jed is the queen of setting the bar low. You can never be disappointed. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. There is something beautiful and, and sometimes spiritual in hope yeah. and dreaming. Ooh. Right? Like, of letting yeah. yourself go there. Yeah, no, not I. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, it sounds nice. You I know, can... like, isn't there, like, something beautiful and anticipatory excitement that we sometimes don't let ourselves ha- have because the fear of, like, looking foolish? Mm. Looking foolish, right? Like the embarrassment of it. Yes. Yeah, I don't go there. (laughs) Really, just don't go there. But But you will go with some some research. Do you have some research? No, I actually have a really good research. What you like is facts and figures. I love facts and figures, guys. Hold on, hold hold on. Do like give me a Jeopardy song. Okay. Well, okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, It didn't last long. (laughs) Sorry. So. Um, so we're talking a lot about how when you expect something from other people and they don't meet those expectations, it's easy for you to, to breed resentment, to build that resentment. But on the flip side of it, there is something called, I am going to butcher this. I really should have practiced this before. <laughs> Pygmalion effect. The Pygmalion, like from Shakespeare? Yeah, I guess. Hmm, tell me more. Um, it's a phenomenon million, yeah. found from a Harvard research study in the 60s, found that the beliefs and expectations that we hold for others may have an impact on the behavior that they showcase. No, what? So it, it's it's almost ap- opposite of like learned helplessness, right? So like if you expect that someone's like never going to do something and you do it for them over and over and over again, then they learn that they, they, they say, oh, well, I can't do this, right? That they like learn that they, they can't do it. But on the flip side of it, if if you expect or have these higher expectations for people, 
they're more likely to fulfill those expectations because you believe in it. But I think that there's a way to communicate it. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. Do they give you that answer too in this research? No, they just told you the fucking A little numbers. bit, actually. I want a resolution. <laughs> Damn it. We treat people better, give them more opportunities to succeed, and offer them more constructive feedback. In turn, those close to us now have the incentive to push themselves to achieve certain goals and will want to succeed not just for themselves but also for us. Okay. So they did. They gave me a little bit. All right. Back. They gave you a little bit. So what would you do with that? Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing, it's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. So I would think about the way that you're communicating your expectation to people in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're saying when your partner, uh, if you're walking in the door and you're saying to your partner, like, I can't believe you don't have a warm towel for my butthole. <laughs> I had to bring it back around. 
<laughs> how dare you? Yeah. You know? That's one thing. As opposed to, hey, listen, I know how loving and caring you are and how much you care about me. And it would mean so much to me if there was a warm towel waiting for me mm-hmm. for my butthole when I got home. Is this a, is this a bad example? Yes. This is, this is the, the, yeah. But, okay, I feel like this happens. All right, so I can give you, like, a real-life example. Love it. By the time this episode airs, my husband will be unemployed, which Jen is cheering for. And some people might feel a little freaked out about that. This was something that we are very happy about as a family. My husband's taking... His job just started to, um, it wasn't the right fit for our family anymore after having kids. And they were making them go back in office full time, which like, I'm sorry. If you're in a job that's making you back in five days a week, I am so sorry. I just think like flexibility is so important, especially Come on, a hybrid model. I thought we all, I felt like as a nation, we should always be on the hybrid model. Right? For like all things. If you can, right? Like hairstylist, that makes sense. I know. There's certain things that it doesn't work for, right? But But like, could be on a hybrid model. But like when you do what my husband does, like you could absolutely be on a hybrid model. So um, after like many, 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 many discussions and teary conversations, the decision we have made is for him to take a little bit of time off until we find like a really good fit for our family as a whole. And like one of the things we had talked about is like, all right, so what's this time going to look like? Because we're not going to take my daughter out of school because she loves school. Right. So what's that going to look like, right? I will feel myself getting resentful if he spends all day in the couch. Now, if you know my husband, there is like, I think that his, you know, his soul would explode if he like ever he took time to never. rest. Never. But it's like, so we had like a few talks about like, okay, what would this time look like? How is this going to work for us as a family? And like really communicating that through. Now, the hardest part for me is I'm a bit of the queen of unspoken expectations. Ooh. Like Jen, you're the queen of having no expectations. Yeah. I am the queen of like false scenarios. It's air amazing sign that we're functioning. Like, <laughs> it's really incredible. Like I'm like, this is going to be so wonderful, perfect. And then when it's not, I'm like, what the heck happened here? So, right? So like, so this goes down to is like, how do we talk about it? And once I talk to my partner about the things that work for our family, we need for our family, and he gets to also say his two cents, not a dictatorship, how do we have peace with that, right? Where's the joy that can come from that? And I think that it allows some of the grieving process to go. Now, there's always going to be a, I think there's a grief with life no matter what. There's always like a bit of an undercurrent of grief. Mm-hmm. Who yeah, I would we're, be. Because we're, the only thing, what's the saying? The only thing constant in life is change. I know. That so, saying is bullshit. And it's so real. It's so real. And it means we're always losing something. Mm-hmm. Oof. That hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there's, but you have to first be aware of like what the expectation is in order to um, figure out what you even have to let go. Okay. So question for you. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to, you're going to be mad at me after okay. we turn, uh, record off here. Okay. Are there any ways that you having low expectations are hurtful or a detriment in your relationships. A thousand percent. <laughs> is that even a question? Because I think some people will be listening and be like, well, just make smarter no. to have none. No, because I think I end up over-functioning in a lot of ways. Okay, tell tell me more. So, like, for example, um, you know, I my husband is really not good with technology. Emily knows this very well. <laughs> and so... I think there's a part of me that doesn't expect him to get better at technology. And so I just do everything for him. Also, because I'm pretty decent at technology. Mm-hmm. You are. So that's a point in which I end up over-functioning in a lot of ways. And it goes against the Pygmalion effect, 
right? Where I'm just mm-hmm. like, if I overfunction for you, then you're never going to end up learning how to do it yourself, yeah. right? He will always believe that he's bad at technology. But the way yeah. that you get good at technology is you have to practice. It is. I mean, like, it Literally is like practice. a learned trait. You know, it's so funny is how many people listening are like, that's me and my parents. <laughs> right, exactly. And so, well, that's, and that's another thing I wanted to bring up because I think that expectations also play a role in our relationships with our parents or people mm-hmm. who, you know, we had wished that they had given us something different in childhood or that we had a different relationship with them. And I think a lot of people struggle when they keep expecting that to change yeah. because they they have trouble letting go of what they wished was there or what could have been. And so that's where grieving is actually really important to be able to say, I can grieve the relationship that I never had so that I'm not holding a person to this expectation that will never be met because that can very easily bring disappointment up over and over and over again. Um, It's funny because I was thinking about it. We have a lot of people that write into the podcast that um, have recently changed jobs over the past year, right? That like, you know, have been like, oh, I got out of like a toxic work environment. And I think sometimes when we do something new, there's also expectations that it's like going to be perfect. Like we're going to love every part of this job. Right? Like, we love what we do, but, like, I don't love every part of what we do. Of course. It's working. I, yeah, it's still a fucking job. But I working. hate a lot of the stuff we have to do <laughs> often. Honestly, it depends on my mood. Yes, right? It really depends on my mood. Sometimes you love running payroll, Jen? I fucking <laughs> hate it. There were so many days when it, when we first started doing it a different way. I called Emily just hysterically Sobbing. crying. Right? Like, do I, like, love when someone has, like, an emergency situation? I have to, like, help them at, like, like you know what I mean? Like, midnight? No. Like, those, like, certain parts you don't love. Midnight. Right. But, like, it just is. Right. And so, like, to have this expectation that it's great, it's perfect, it's wonderful, it's 100%, that also, that shit goes into toxic positivity. Ugh. And magical thinking. Like, that's mm-hmm. like our magical thinking episode. When yes. I get out of this job and I get a new job, I'm going to be happy for the rest of my life and that won't change. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also expecting for you to not change or right. for the, the world to not change, right? Like, you may have loved your job before the pandemic happens and now you might be like, I do not like the way this has rolled out. Totally. I think it plays into to what are our expectations that we put on ourselves? Mm. Which I think is a big thing because I also think (laughs) – Too high. (laughs) Because I also think that plays out, you know, in a lot of ways in the expectations that we put on others. Too low. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about that TikTok. It's like, watermelon sugar, high. (laughs) You guys. That's you that's all that about not doing it. You know what I'm talking about, like, and then it's just like people picture like pictures of people high. <laughs> I just went a different yeah, I way. Thought, also, I thought you deleted TikTok. You back on it? No, that was from when I was on TikTok. Right, right. That's probably no, why. You I know, I love TikTok more than anything, <laughs> which is why I can't be in a relationship with that's it. Good. That's good. I'm not kidding. I would spend my entire life on TikTok it's if I could. Really hard. Emily I don't know how you. I I I had to quit. I had to go absent. Emily late. found. A TikTok. I'm in recovery. Emily found a TikTok on. Somebody posted it Instagram. on <laughs> Instagram. On Instagram. And she texted. She was dying. She that was the funniest thing ever. And she texted me. She was like, "Can you please find this for me on TikTok so that I can save it and watch it whenever I'm sad?" <laughs> because if it's on if it's on Insta stories, it goes away in 24 hours. So I found it for her. We saved it. And the expectation I had was that that video would be funny every time, and it is. It is. I'll post it on our Instagram. Okay, um, but <laughs> but also, all right. So expectations that we have on ourselves, right? Yeah. So, how first of all, how did you develop certain expectations for yourself? 
Mm. were there certain expectations that were put on you as a child that you internalized um and also ask yourself like how do those expectations affect you do do they help you right like are you setting goals with those expectations and meeting those goals and and is it feeling good for you where you're not putting so much pressure on yourself or there's some sort of like perfectionism piece of it um are they helpful for you or are they hurtful for you? Are you mm. setting such high expectations for yourself that you're never meeting them and always feeling like a failure? Well, and then that means also everyone else in your life ends up being a failure. Right. Exactly. Because you can't, like, you can't block it out. Like, and that's what it goes back to, like, why we're systemic therapists, that everything happens within context. You do not live in a vacuum. So you can be like, well, I hold these rights and expectations to myself, but nobody else. Bullshit, man. Whether it's conscious or unconscious, like, it goes into everything. Whenever you say we don't live in a vacuum i'm picturing yourself in a vacuum yeah <laughs> with, with a dyson or yeah a shark? dyson nice at least you're in a fancy vacuum wasn't <laughs> <laughs> one that works you say or a shark <laughs> a roomba dysons are expensive i do not have a dyson but i do have a roomba oh is that is that what you would picture yourself in <laughs> <laughs> i guess so that seems very cold did you and name your roomba there. DJ Roomba, just because we like Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. You never watched that show, did you? No. Oh, God, you're missing out. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil, keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty-free and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post-construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks. I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. Okay, wow. let's talk a little bit. Wait, I also want to touch on disenfranchised grief. Yeah. Because we're talking a lot about grief in this episode, and we talk a lot about grief in a lot of our episodes, but the majority of grief that we talk about is just in disenfranchised grief, meaning it is not socially celebrated or accepted to talk about this type of grieving. When I say I am grieving an expectation of what my Valentine's Day was going to look like with my partner – then everyone's like, oh, God, she's such a little bitch, right? Like, it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong, right. but you have to understand that, like, the rest of the world isn't necessarily going to be considerate or normalize this. And that doesn't mean that your feelings are not no. valid. And I think that that's what's really important because grief that is recognized, people are typically mm-hmm. surrounding you with love, yeah. right? And they're saying, I'm so sorry for your loss, right? You're getting a casserole, you're not necessarily getting that when you're having this disenfranchised grief. Once yeah. again, does not mean that your feelings are not valid. Mm-hmm. So let's, we're going to do a few, we don't have a ton of time left, but we want to do a few questions here. Somebody said, how to tell if my expectations are too high? For other people or for yourself? How disappointed are you feeling mm. within yourself and with other people? How much weight are you putting on the expectations, right? It might not be necessarily that the expectations are too high, but you're putting so much on that. There, it's too rigid. There's not enough room for um, flexibility with it. Beautiful. I think we should just fire them out. Okay. How to grieve former versions of myself. You know what I'm going to say? Go. I would get to know all parts of yourself. <laughs> yeah, do you know what you're going to So say? I do a lot of internal family systems theory, which is called parts work. And if you're interested about learning more, you can um, read the book, um, No Bad Parts. But what I talk about is the way that we, gr- I don't think you need to grieve those old parts and former parts of myself. I invite you to say what, how can they exist in the here and now, right? So if uh, part of that was Jen this weekend, um, her husband was out of town. So you got to be alone a lot this weekend. You got to meet that former single part of yourself. Uh, I mean, not the full single part of myself. Of course. But. <laughs> that <laughs> act, part. Dude, act that like you were that wild anyway. Like, like, Jen's like, oh, like, eh. oh, were you, were you going out on the town, babe, when you were single? I did. The single parts of myself was, I ordered sushi. You watched Coda. I watched Coda. If you haven't seen it incredible movie i won't stop talking about it i cried hysterically like, so like you were able time. to meet this part of yourself that you often do grieve right. so one with grieving that stuff i would also say how do i find that part of myself again how do i make room for them how do I make space for them how do i give them the loving and kindness and consideration that they need and then there are sometimes parts of ourselves that we simply don't have anymore right if i if i have children I'm never going to not have those children, right? Like that part doesn't go away, but there are still the parts of myself, the child-free parts that really do want my attention. Yeah. I hear that. Oh, my turn. I'm sorry. I was just... We're spitting them out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, how to not let the grief overshadow the joys. This, I think, is really important because... 
first of all, you can have both at the same time. Yeah. Right? Like, you're allowed to grieve unmet expectations, and you're also allowed to feel grateful for the things that you do Mm -hmm. have. Um, And so I think that, you know, I want to stay away from toxic positivity, but there's something to be said about also recognizing the things at the same time, right? Not in spite of the things at the same time that you are grateful for. And that's where I stay away from the toxic positivity part Mm -hmm. because it's not in spite of, right? You're not like, I don't want to feel the grief. And so I'm just going to think about all the things that are positive or all of the things that I'm grateful for. No, you can feel the grief and you can also recognize, okay, well, what, what are the parts of myself that I do have? What are the parts of myself that I'm happy with? Like what are in my relationship, right? If you're, if you're struggling with expectations in your relationship, like what are the, the things that are met? What are the expectations that are met in the relationship that I'm really grateful for? Mm -hmm. Um, So you can experience both things at the same time, just important to allow yourself to feel both and not say that one has to overshadow the other mm-hmm. um uh, grieving my husband not being excited about having kids when i expected him to be wait wait grieving my husband not being excited about having kids when i expected him to be so the husband is she expected him to be excited about having kids and, exce- he's not. and he's not well i think part of it is like what are the feelings he's feeling right like i would first i would say like okay so you're not feeling excitement what do you feel right do you feel neutrality do you feel worried do you feel overwhelmed it's very hard to connect with something you've never experienced before right to imagine like my entire world's gonna be different like there's like a lot of people that like don't feel excitement about that it doesn't mean they don't want it and they're not like you know there isn't parts of them that feel that but they're overwhelmed by the other emotions. So I would start with meeting them exactly where they're at. What do you feel? And do you feel like you can give space for your partner to feel other things besides just excitement? Mm. I think that's really important. And sometimes when we don't want to give our partner that space, we're also not giving ourselves that space yeah. to feel anything but excitement. Mm-hmm. And so it might start with asking yourself, do I feel anything but just excitement yeah. for this? Um, and is my partner allowed to feel multiple things at once? Can they feel, can they feel scared? Can they feel excited? You know, like, can they feel all of those things at the same time? So, you know, we always say it starts with us. We do not exist in a vacuum. A Dyson or a shark. Dyson or a shark. And um, to give yourself the space to feel multiple things, also giving your partner to feel that mm-hmm. space too. How to grieve not getting supportive parents. That's something we had touched on earlier. Um, and I think that that, especially if your parents are in your life mm. still, that is a everlasting journey. Yeah. Even if they're not in your life. Yeah. You right. Know? One of the things I wish I had for them that I didn't get, how do I give that to myself? And how do I also know that that was a huge loss for me? Right. Like we don't get to choose our parents. We have no control over how we come into this world. And especially is also very, very hard when we're seeing other people that seem like these having. And I always say seem because like we really don't know what's real and what isn't. Right. Like so like seem like they have these like insanely supportive parents and maybe they do. And like it's really hard to not sort of be like, fuck those people. Right. Right. Like 
and you that's can where sit, the envy you comes can have, in. Yeah, you can have a nice little pity party for yourself. Totally. And then how do I give those and things? Then. To myself? And then how do I give those things to myself? How do I meet those needs? That also goes into reparenting and inner child work. Yes. And if those are coming up in your relationship, right? How do you express those? Communicate them to your partner. Like mm-hmm. this is, you know, is this uh, this is really important for me? And is this something that we could talk about? How do we get our needs met in this relationship? Are we ready for a Dear Em and Jen? Dear Em and Jen. Okay. So a quick one. Ready? How to help others going through this. My sister is dealing with infertility for six years now, and I got pregnant on our first try. Also, how to work through that guilt. (laughs) So you're looking at me. What? Because I'm the queen of infertility. (laughs) I I figured you were going to take this one, but uh, I could hop in it if you want me to. No, I mean... Listen, I can speak to it from the side of the sister that, like, it sucks. It really sucks because you go through this part. I've now had three miscarriages this year. It just does not seem like having another child is a thing that's going to be in the books, at least not in the way that we had maybe hoped. And I think the thing that really comes up is that, like, you do, I know, and we have a whole episode about my first miscarriage of last year, which would have gotten too much if I did it every fucking month, guys. Um, that's only a funny joke because right. of the trauma. Right. Um, <laughs> it's the only way we deal with trauma. It's the only is to way, make right? Jokes about it. Don't worry, I go to a lot of therapy. Okay. Um, so I think the thing that really does come up is like, yeah, like there is this thing of like extreme jealousy and envy when it's really easy for people, especially when you have spent time and money and energy and like you're like why yeah because you want a reason you want and i think that's the thing about expectations is like you want a reason you want something to blame and when i look at other people easily having children that's what comes up i don't know i hate to say this mm-hmm. but i don't know if your guilt is helpful in this moment she says how to work through that guilt i think the thing i would say is that like the guilt it's not about you right like right. How do you also center your sister? You can have your joy. It does not mean you shouldn't have a baby shower. You shouldn't celebrate. You are allowed to have every single one of those things. Absolutely. And how do you check in with someone? How do you be aware of them? And how do you also not try to fix it? Because I think that's the other thing is like sometimes people can like be like extra aware of me. Over the top. Don't don't feel like you have to come to this. Be like don't. And I'm like, all right, thanks. Like I can do that for myself. Right. You know, well, like. what's What was the, what was the or what could have been the most helpful thing nothing there's nothing from your friends that might have been pregnant like was there anything that someone no because it wasn't about them right I would prefer you know if it wasn't like totally like fucking unrealistic you know what I mean like don't don't bitch to me about you know like certain things like being pregnant yeah. and how hard it is. Right. I mean, like, but like you also are allowed to like live your life. You yeah. know, like you are allowed to say those things. Yeah. But if it's every conversation fully centered around yourself, then like that I think can feel like really rejecting and isolating. But also at the same time, like it was up to me to like set those boundaries. Like I do not think there was like a perfect thing anyone could anyone can still say. If someone said to you, like, I just want to check in with you, is there anything that you want to talk about or don't want to talk about? Like if the conversation was on the table about your boundaries and what would have been would that have been too much no i think that would have been totally appropriate right okay. like but also like only if i knew you like there were some right. people that kind of like came out of the woodworks and i was like i don't <laughs> fucking know you like i'm not talking to you about this like I that's what i'm yes that's right what like, I'm there's thinking, like, 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 like some appropriate like do we actually have a relationship right, right? 
Um, so if you see somebody like who posts about their miscarriage online, you could say something, but like, don't fucking, you know, have appropriate boundaries. Right. You know, some of the nicest things that people did do is like when I had the miscarriages, like it would give me, um, somebody gave me a necklace of the birth flower oh, of one wow. of the months. A good friend of mine sent me heating pads during one of my miscarriages. Like different things like that yeah. are like very helpful things. But when you're going through it, like this isn't a perfect situation. Yeah. Your getting pregnant has actually nothing to do with your sister's infertility. It's going to hurt. It's going to feel for her possibly correlated, but it just is not. And so how do you say to yourself, in this moment, I can have joy. I can have some guilt. And how do I like try to process that, put it away, and recenter? Beautifully said. There you go. Thank you for that. That's our episode. <laughs> That's our episode. <laughs> so if you enjoyed this episode, please send it over to a friend who might enjoy it as well. We always ask you to rate, review, some five-star review. You know, if it's a one, you can just, you know, just leave go it wipe your butt with that warm towel. <laughs> um, follow us on Apple Podcasts. You can check us out and watch it on YouTube if you enjoy seeing our hilarious mannerisms <laughs> and me chug coffee during this. Chug. But mainly, thank you, thank you for being here. We love you. And don't forget that to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. We'll see you next week.